Hello, hello. Welcome back to Foreign Takes. I'm your host, YT. Who am I here with today, boys? You're here with some uh, well-known clowns in the soccer podcast area. Uh, Bozo 1 and Bozo 2. <laughs> Big Lev speaking right now. Yeah, KG here and... Yeah, I'm definitely feeling like a bozo after this weekend. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, my friend. What, what are we going to cover today, boys? Dude, an exciting round of Premier League matches. Bangers oh. upon bangers. Yeah. Uh, nerve-wracking games. Everything you love football for. Uh, then maybe a little bit of uh, Bundesliga and Serie A, but it wasn't as exciting as what we saw on display today in the English yep. top flight. Oh, absolutely. Cover the Euro draw to see what what potential groups might look like because we have a couple of countries that are still trying to get in there, and then we'll leave some space to discuss VAR because, as me and UIT perfectly <laughs> predicted, there has been a lot of controversies over this week. I thought we football. said no more VAR talk and no more referee <laughs> no. talk. Okay, we, we we will keep it at a limit, maximum two minutes, maximum. Otherwise, we'll take sixty whole minutes talking about VAR. Yeah, exactly. All right. All right, let's start with, the, I think, the game of the weekend. Yep. Liverpool 4, Fulham 3. Mr. Big Lev has this big smile. How you feeling, oh, my friend? Man, fucking, this is like, this was football in a nutshell, okay? Oh. Everything that makes you frustrated and makes you want to pull your hair out and everything that makes you, you know, fuck, I, like, I, that's why I love the game. That's what makes you excited. Amazing goals. I think almost every goal Liverpool scored was like, Beautiful. Yeah. Home goals were like well constructed, but like kind of came out of nowhere. Good to get three points. I think for Liverpool, it was a very important win because had they drawn that match, I would be like, I don't think we're competing for the uh, the title this year. But yeah. they managed to eke it out with like two goals after 85th minute. But I think everyone can see that our defense is super shaky. Like mm -hmm. Fulham scored these goals out of nowhere. We had like 70% possession. Bam, goal. Bam, goal. And something has to be done in January, man. We need another centre-back. Especially now Matip is out for probably like some months. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it was like... He was clutching his um, knees. So I think no. it's more... Ooh, no. Yeah, yeah. I don't That's, think it's yeah. good. So well, Yeah, YT can relate. I really can though, honestly. Yeah. But no, okay. You know, I have to say this. is like as amazing as the game was, it felt at the end of the game, it felt like the fans and the players felt like they believed this is our year. There was, yeah. you know, like yeah. at the end yeah, of the yeah. game, you have this sensation. And I was like, oh, okay, Liverpool Liverpool are here to stay. Like they yeah. are here to compete for the whole mm -hmm. year. Yeah, it seems like it's going to be a three-horse race. and I think uh, so. But I, I still think that come March or April, Liverpool is going to fall off a bit just because of the defense. Like even if you bring in a defender, it's very rarely that you buy someone in January who slots in perfectly in the team. There are examples, of course, of all those players that came in and changed the team, like Bruno Fernandes in United's case. And there's, I, it's very limited amount of people, players who come in in January and just like belong. Um, but I think it's a really good foundation for Liverpool to. Uh, to kickstart the uh, competition, and the next years are definitely going to be in it. And see, see, it's... I disagree with the fact that like they're gonna fall because of the, like their defense needs work. But also before this uh, round of matches, it was one of like top two or top three defenses. Yeah, yeah in it was, terms it was of goals. just behind. It's, it's just it's very frail. Okay, now that Marcus yeah. is 
down, it's you're like one person away from having to play uh, someone from youth team there. Yeah. yeah, especially with Trent now, you know, going up in the midfield, you kind of brought a Joe Gomez there that kind of worked out for this. But um, I think one of the reasons why Liverpool considered those goals is because fucking Klopp won't stop playing first team players in, on Thursday nights. Yeah, because people, <laughs> when we considered the third goal, the forwards were really lethargic and they did not have that, you know, pushing them. That because uh, remember after that goal. We defended fiercely from the uh, top, and that's why we we're able to score the other two goals and kind of suffocate Fulham. But at some point, like Nunez, uh, Diaz, and Salah were kind of like phoning it in for a moment and like just to stop playing these people in Europa League. It's understandable though, right? Because we, we keep no. seeing it. All the teams that play either Wednesday or Thursday. The ones who don't have enough player, Brighton is another like victim of yeah. this. Is like they get tired. Like I don't yeah. know what it is about this year. Maybe it was because the win- Winter World Cup hangover. But you can see how tired they are, and we're not. We just hit December, but it's already obvious yeah. across lots of teams. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, lots of and injuries as well. Because I feel like when you don't have proper teams and proper injuries, that now that's what happens if you play Wednesday and Thursday. Teams they just get knackered, and I think yeah. Like, that plays into the reason. I know we're going to cover United later down the line, but I think that's they played on Wednesday and they looked yeah. a night shift before. So yeah. yeah, I have to say about the midfield, Trent, it's working. Like for for the first time, it's because especially when he was on the right side of the midfield, he's you can see he still understands some of the defensive positioning in order to yeah. drop in for Gomez. So on that mm-hmm. side, I think it worked really attacking. We know he's going to be amazing, but attack yeah. like defensively. I was shocked. There was some understanding that if Gomez pushes it like up a little, like as an overlap, Trent was dropping in a little bit. Yeah. So I was like, it actually seems like an experiment that they're going to keep trying, honestly. Yeah. yeah. But it, it works when you actually push him and then add the right back. So in this case, Joe Gomez was a defender and then he went up. Not when he goes up and there's kind of no one there. Then you have a huge hole. So like, as 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 I was saying at the start of the season, if you want to push him to midfield, push him to midfield, but then buy right back. Yeah. Because this is kind of sometimes is there, sometimes not, yeah. not working. Yeah. You know what Liverpool should do? They should just get Jeremy Frimpong from Bayer Leverkusen. He has a release clause for 40 million Ooh. euros in the summer. I, I hope Leverkusen doesn't... Uh, I hope he doesn't want to leave. Dude, he has he's, a release clause. He's really good, but he has a release clause. So like, hey, should, listen, they could be it. winning the Bundesliga. So why, why talk about leaving to go to... A team that's it's in the deep. summer, though. So yeah, like, we'll see. I mean, Javier Alonso is going to be gone in the summer, anyways. So. Yeah, no, 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 that's a topic yeah. for another day. Um, <laughs> but okay, I think overall, though, Big Lev feeling more and more confident week over week now, for at least to compete for the top, for for, for winning it. I mean, I was I was confident last week too. Not more <laughs> confident after this week. Uh, <laughs> what I am is excited about. I think this is probably one of the best starts to a title race we've seen in years yes. where one team didn't just take off and yes. you actually might have like a three-horse race. Hopefully it persists. Yep. I think that's probably a good time to talk about the other team in this uh, dominating uh-huh. was Man City 3, Spurs 3. Wow, Fantastic. I have to say. Incredible, right? This was mm-hmm. just... What, what do you even say? This is the Premier League in a nutshell. Yeah. yeah. Are you taking your words back about Tottenham crumbling? Because that did really well for you know. I'm taking, a lot of people. I am taking my words back, but here's what I will say: as amazing as Spurs did, City let them have some of those goals. Yeah, like the first goal, 
that's Sun scored? I'm like, dude, Doku, you're literally one of the fastest players in the Premier League. It was some of the worst amateur defending against yeah. Sun. And also Ederson, how can you let it slip under your hands, bro? That was yep. Onana-esque, like truly. No, no, no. Onana, what's don't. my name? It's don't Ederson. go there for Pedersen. Yeah, <laughs> for Pedersen. <laughs> don't go like that for Pedersen. It's not Onana-esque. You yeah. need to try real hard to do it, onana It was not great, though. It, was, it wasn't great. great. Yeah, Liverpool's yeah. reserve goalkeeper also didn't have a great game. No yes. clangers, but like you could see Alice would have saved one of those. Yeah, but, yeah, absolutely. So Tottenham are not, they're still kind of crumbling, like understandably crumbling. Like they had so many injuries, but they still have fight in them. But this could have been their fourth defeat on, in a yes, row. So exactly. They're not doing well. Like let's not say, oh, but City yeah. also do not look as good as they looked last year. City of last season would have. Suffocated and murdered Tottenham, like yeah, because something a lot of city goals, a lot of city goals came from their pressure and getting the give a ball away stupidly. I don't know why Bisuma is playing every game because he's making a lot of mistakes, man. He's tired now. He also yeah. doesn't have anyone else yeah. to play, and a lot of people are giving props to Big Ange for not changing his style when it works. When he lost four games on a bounce, did you nobody criticize them? Why why did nobody criticize him for being yo, you don't have the enough players? How about you chill at the back, score one goal and defend and win the game one zero yeah. because you don't have the players? Nobody's criticizing him then, but one no of the manager. Yeah. It's just it's not no. do you think that not backing down on your style is gonna work for Spurs in general? Because no. in my opinion, for any coach to doesn't back down, it's it's going to fire back. Not, not back with the injury any, crisis. Any coach that's so stubborn is annoying to me. The only coach that's super stubborn but works for is like that works for him is Guardiola, but because he just throws money at it until no, it but... just works his way, right? After the third goal, I was like, why are you doing this, man? You see your people are getting like suffocated in their like past Tottenham, like in the Tottenham's midfield. Stop having them try to pass it out, just fucking hoof it upfield. Yeah. That's where, like, yeah. this third goal came from, by yes. them just refusing to, like, clear it. Instead Did you guys of think it was over around. at 3-2 when Grealish scored? I think it was, like, 80-something minutes. I thought it was done. And a team that is fighting for a championship, especially when you play in such a big game, uh, nobody's going to question Guardiola, of course, because it's Guardiola. And it's city, but a team that's fighting for a title and that's experience, you don't at home through two, you don't let it go. You fucking yeah. control the ball, pass it around, do your tiki taka Barcelona shit, and then win the game. You don't do it 3 3. Like it's just, again, nobody's going to question Guardiola, nobody's going to question Big Ange because it's a draw. But to Big Love's point, I also disagree that Guardiola, like the reason why the series is not because, um, uh, Guardiola isn't stubborn. It's just he's still creative, so you won't yes, have one style. He'll he'll cook something else, and sometimes he will overcook, and you will be like, yo, sometimes you just stick to be more stable. I think he figured that out last season. Uh, but for big engines, there are coaches like that. I think Conte is a good example of that. Conte would just like you run this much uh, training ground, and if you don't, you're out. That doesn't work. It's a short term yeah. success, not long term success. But yeah, um, mm-hmm. I have a question. So obviously. We're not going to stop hearing about the, the end of this mistake that from the ref. So yeah. for the listeners who haven't watched it, basically, um, advantage is supposed to have been played. Haaland got fouled. He gets a through ball to Grealish. Whistle gets blown. They lose their minds. So I personally think they now have it. Like, 
it wasn't an overreaction on the field. I would too. I think my team would have lost their shit as well. I think all of our teams. But we all know they're going to use it as an excuse for why they didn't win this game. Yep. Yes. No, but it's, it can it, be an excuse. It can be an excuse because they didn't win the game. Because no, it's a lazy excuse, man. Because it's yes. not like they didn't have a hundred percent true goal overturned for non-existent offside. Exactly. Because of just miscommunication. No, no. They got called back on what I I thought I saw. It was Grealish was offside anyway, and it's not like he scored. He was still in the midfield, so he had to run all the way to the goal and score. And he Has was not three defenders. Yeah, and he was not clear, clear. Like there were people chasing him. So let's not like it's not like they scored a hundred percent goal and the referee just took it away. I, yes, I, I, it was I, I, still a big mistake. You shouldn't have done that. But yes. it's it's not uh, uncomparable, not comparable to the mistakes each of the other top teams have experienced. Oh, I, I no agree. Comparison. I agree with all that. There's no. It's not a comparison. It's not the reason why they didn't win. I agree 100. percent That I mean, from the steals that I saw and I shared in, the, in our chat is that Grealish was onside. He would run away. Whether he would score or no, it's it's not like it's 100 percent guarantee. It's not like a goal that it didn't count. Oh, so I agree 100. percent It's just. I, I need to put my biases aside towards City, as you, you all know that I don't like City. <laughs> I think they are cheating. I think there's been also news about that there's going to be the, the date has been yep. quietly arranged. and Next, next year, year, bro. Next this year. Yeah, With a decision then, up to uh, three years from now. For 2025. And then I think it's just Guardiola is going to leave. City is just exactly. going to... Like, it's not going to be a big problem. Uh, but I don't like them and... You, but I have to put my hands up and be like, the refereeing is just abysmal. Like abysmal. It's, it's abysmal. Like, abysmal. You cannot do it. Like even if it's CD, even you go like ha ha ha. Now you know what everyone else feels. It doesn't change the fact that it is a oh, a, but, an astonishingly stupid decision. This is the problem. I agree with you, but they always claim that that's not. I'm like. This is how it feels, City, because you've always had the decision going your way. This is the first time. So that's why I'm like, you know what? It's a lesson learned for you, honestly. Yeah, speaking. for the three fans that they have, of course. It's very, it's <laughs> for the three sad. fans. Um, <laughs> I think that's enough for City. I think the other game, which is also very high scoring, was Bournemouth 2, Villa 2. I have to say, this was one of the best games I've watched. End-to-end attacking. Two teams, no fear, all risk. It was like... Are you changing your mind on Bournemouth? I am beginning to change my mind on Bournemouth. But here's what I will say. It's because he started combining a little bit of defensive structure to the attacking. You can finally tell in defensive phases, they're actually getting very compact. So I Mm. think that's why I have a little more hope. But he has to adjust faster. That's the thing. It's like he doesn't have much more time left to to pick up points. They will stay up. I think yeah. so. You know who has a Loki having a really nice season? Dominic Solanke, man. Yes. Yeah. Good I goals. goals. Important goals. Just yes. like for Bournemouth, he has like seven goals in Prem. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. He's been amazing. Yeah. yeah. I have to say. But attacking wise, you can see that they're enjoying their football. Like when they were playing today, they were doing such confident tiki taka, Barcelona 2008 style. Obviously, not to that level. But I was like, oh, Bournemouth, well done. But yeah. gotta give credit to Emery. He made some good subs, and they they pulled another point out of... It should have been a loss. They should have never been able to retrieve this point, and yet they were able to. I agree, but I think Aston Villa has investment and a manager that is a level above a drawing with Bournemouth. That's my 
perception. Yes, I, I would agree with that. But also, let's not forget, he still hasn't been there a full year. What's his name? Emery. Like they, they've they've been dodgy all around. They've been dodgy. They've been playing to stupidly high line, like we discussed that last agree, time yeah. against Newcastle. So they, he's making like stupid calls sometimes, or not not, not grateful calls, and then drawing with Bournemouth two two. I mean, it's just he, it just he, screams that they're not going to be. So in the I would have, I would have agreed with you. The difference is Europe again. It's because, yes, their squad is bigger than, like, Luton, obviously, but it's not big enough to handle the European travel. You can tell yeah. they're also beginning to tire. And so the next tier, also, they they lost a couple of players, like Tyrone Mings is out for the season, and they have a couple yeah. other long-term injuries. So you can see all the new people that they replaced are not fully adjusted, and yeah. still they're doing this. So I think, honestly, they're in the race. Like, But uh, you have to give a shout-out to Ollie Watkins. I think he's on fire. Oh, he... on fire. He should be. I mean, it's very difficult to be in the English national team when you have Harry Kane there as a striker. But yeah. he should be. He should be on the bench there. For sure. I agree. What an amazing player! Amazing, um, amazing. Yeah. Um, the last game of this uh, um, this day this day was West Ham one, Crystal Palace one. I have to say, terrible game. This was the antithesis of football. Especially yeah. after all the other exciting games where we saw each team scoring minimum two. This was such yeah. a boring, yeah. boring, tight. Two mistakes led to two goals. That kind of the but game it was. The good thing is that wasn't the last game. Because they yeah. also had Chelsea-Brighton. Another yeah. banger, man. So yeah. that, let's just jump to that, actually. Chelsea-Brighton. Um, yep. Chelsea 3, Brighton 2. I have to say, Brighton is tired. Yeah, yeah, they should have won mean, this. And I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this: we've been getting some hate from Chelsea fans, but when fair is fair, they do look better than they looked last year. Yes, yeah. they're nowhere near to even being able to compete to top four. Not even like I'm not saying title, but they're on the right. They look better. They're still incredibly unbalanced, and because the recruiting has been weird, but mm. they do look better and. Poch is doing a better job than um, yeah. anyone else last year did for them. Yes. I also think, imagine if they had an actual striker. Yeah. How much better yeah. Poch would be doing with this yeah. team. I generally look at it and I'm like, a big cause of his current issues is still the number nine spot. Yeah. 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 Imagine I... if their striker wasn't too busy trying to get nudes from some mid-level only fans <laughs> model. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. 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 But no, I don't, uh, Chelsea, I mean, uh, it's it doesn't change anything from what Big Lift and I said uh, last time, and YTU as well, just like that, the top seven shout that we did, because they are inconsistent. You can't be losing to one team and beating Brighton. It's going to be similar to what uh, I think one of the seasons under that some teams had a couple of years, like they beat all the top sides, but then they lost all to, to all the minnows and the teams that are on their level, and you end up eighth. So it's on the right path. I agree. They're gonna be. They're gonna be in there. It's a good building block, but you can't expect the Champions League uh, next year. And the reason why I'm saying that they're in trouble is because if you don't have Champions League for next year, for the way that they structure their contracts, for the way yep. they structure their deals, it's gonna be a massive financial fair play hit on them. And they'll. And then they also broke rules, so it's gonna be an impact off the field if they don't perform this season. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny you say a lot of the things you just said. I would have said the same thing for Brighton. Is like the Europe I think is impacting Brighton more than any other team in my opinion. They just looked. I mean, they played against ten men for most of the game. I think from basically the entire second half and the end of the first half, and they looked exhausted. Like they could barely transition. They had so much possession, but they just 
they were the sharpness was just not there. You could see they were really trying, but they just were not physically there. That's what mm-hmm. happens when we have James Miller playing at the back. You know, like you you don't expect to win. And James Miller is playing like what twenty five years in the top flight. He's <laughs> fifteen. Yeah. Like, the man needs to retire, and he should. They're not yes. using James Miller correctly. <laughs> Yeah. He should yeah. just be guy for the, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the, the sub, just do like leadership. Yes. He has to come off from the bench. Like you cannot yeah. start him anymore. No. You cannot uh. start him against fast wingers on a, as, as a right back or left back. Come on, man. Yeah. He's going to get destroyed. Yeah. I think the Zerbis, again, he's that type of a manager who also doesn't give in on the style of play. That's why there's been a lot of crazy games in the Premier League because all of these, like, I would call them a pack of teams who are not in the top four. It's not the top three. So not Liverpool, not Arsenal, not City, who already have a plan and they know what they're doing. It is the Aston Villas, the Brightons, the yep. uh, the Tottenham's. They just don't, they play with their play style. And that's partially why Brighton are struggling because you cannot be high intensity when you're playing mid uh, midweek games. You cannot be like, I'm going to be running at people all the time, especially when my leg is falling, falling apart. Yeah, you that's don't the have problem. Them. They've already lost that's... so many players, yeah. especially in key positions in the middle of the play. I'm like, you have to change something to Zerbi, or it's... you have to have a bigger squad. Yeah, you have, you have a bigger squad, or if you don't change anything, you're just going to get tired. It's going to affect you, because the Premier League, like, it's not like in Europe, where you can do it for the first part of the season, and then Europe goes on break, you do Christmas, you put your feet up on the TV, drink coffee, and just not watch any game, not play any games. In the Premier League, the games are going to go on and they're going to be the same intensity till the Europe Europe is back, essentially. Yes. There's another international break. So yep. you're, if you break up right down now, it's going to cost you later down the line. You need to manage it better. Yeah. We'll see. It's an interesting case. Yeah, I agree. But at least they, they qualified in, in the, uh, their Europa Conference yeah. League or Europa League. So it's a good sign for them. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, you're right. That was the last game for the, this game yeah. day. Um, yesterday's game day, there were some decent games. I think uh, there was Arsenal 2, Wolves 0. No, it was Wolves, Wolves 1. one. Oh, sorry, you're right. Wolves this 1. Man, this cutting. man is just trying to schematize yeah. some clean uh, yeah. shit for his team. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, this is full-on Arsenal yeah. fan TV already. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's, it's because I stopped watching at like the 81st minute and then they conceded it right after I stopped yeah, watching. You, yeah. you said uh, this is in a bag and just walked away, right? <laughs> yes, pretty much. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. But you know, that's pretty much what I was going to say. Is like goals we, we scored the first 15 minutes was Wenger ball. Like the yeah. true original Wenger ball. There was some incredible, just silky smooth football, but we didn't kill it off. And in the Premier League, I think we've all learned this. Two goals is not enough to finish the team. You have to have three is even not enough. Yeah, Yeah, sometimes exactly. So I'm like, if you have it, if you're on top with 75% possession, you have to score. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't. Surprise, 86 minutes, they scored a goal, and then we had a very shaky last 10 minutes. I'm like, guys, you have to learn your lesson now while we can afford these mistakes. Because City drop points. So you have to finish these games off. Yep. I think Arsenal are definitely in it. They're definitely they're gonna be top of the league come Boxing Day games yes. now. And after Boxing Day we'll see we'll see who's actually who. I think from the top competitor side. Out of the, all the three teams, honestly, I, I as a already a mid table team fan, <laughs> I'm gonna be supporting <laughs> Arsenal to Beat Chelsea to beat City and Liverpool. I'm sorry, big love, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna be I'm uh, gonna be on side of Arsenal just woo-hoo. because they. I, think, I mean, they they have the be- the best chance. I think the more wholesome squad, the more experience. You can see that they're growing into it. 
that Arsenal last season could have lost this game. Yes. The only, the only places where I'm having doubts is what I told you on the last podcast is that the, it irks me of like, this is not May, but it looks like it's an April-March type of game. I would expect this type of results when you need to kill off the game now. And then the two knows when it's going to be 2-1, it's going to be shaky in March when you're already mentally tired and you're almost there. So that's yeah. the only concern I still have for Arsenal in this result. No, see, that's very valid, but I think the big thing is we're getting better. That's the thing I think I, I try to explain yeah. to people is like, yes, the scoreline didn't reflect it, but the last two, three, two and a half games, honestly, we are like, we're finally feeding like ourselves from last year. The yeah. energy is back. So that's why I'm like, if we're top of the table and we haven't had our energy and we're only going to get better from here, it's a good sign overall for us. So uh, I have a question. I, I didn't watch this game. I watched the other banger, which was Burnley Sheffield United. Uh, did uh, Rams, Ramsdale start or did Raya start? No, Raya started, and I have to say, he was amazing. Like some of his distribution, I have to be honest. Like it's actually proving the point about dropping Ramsdale, which is crazy to say. But Saya, the Raya's passing occasionally is so good. It's Ederson like, like it's it's Allison like. It's so what's your, take, what's your take on, on the situation? Because from what it seems, uh, just to give the, the listeners some context, uh, before the start of the last game, which Arsenal won at Brentford away, there was the international break, and during the international break, Ramsdale's dad went out and just basically told off Arteta on some podcast or whatever it was. And after Ramsdale had to start because Ryan couldn't play against his uh, parent team. Uh, Ramsdale had a different result. And now he's on the bench again, which in my mind, it guarantees that Ramsdale is not a first-choice goalkeeper. Yes. And because his dad speaks out of his camp, then he'll have to leave. And he'll look to leave in January because his spot for England is under pressure. What did Arsenal do then? Because you don't have a second goalkeeper. You sold it. You feel that Ramsdale's going to be your second Honestly, if, if an offer comes, sell him. That's the truth. The difference is who's going to buy him. So I think they also know there's no big market for him. So I think even if he wanted to leave, no one is willing to pay for him for that price. So it doesn't matter is really the way I think about it. I'm like, you want to stay, stay. If you don't, you don't. But you either have to raise your level or you get dropped. Like, I don't know how else to put it, right? Because at the end of the day, we're trying to win the Champions League, the Premier League. Yeah, I don't think think it would be be an issue if he was... French and then the other guy was Spanish. I mean, nobody would care. It would be just like nope. a debate for one day just because he's English. It's been. Yeah, but we're. I think Arteta is immune. Arteta is immune to this criticism, this talk. I think they have. There's no noise coming in from the outside. Like, there's completely protected, honestly speaking. It feels insulated. It feels like they know nothing's going to distract them. So that's why I'm like, you know what? No one cares anymore. Within Arsenal, honestly, I think almost everyone realizes now it's the right decision to do. Like Raya has just shown himself to be better. So I think that's why it's like less of a conversation. I think whatever works best for the team should be should be what it is. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, the next uh, game we're going to talk about was the champion. Sorry, it was the battle between the two championship teams. <laughs> uh, Burnley 5, Sheffield 9-0. Uh, I watched that game. It was it was literally like I thought it was like, is this the Premier League? Am I am I on the right channel? <laughs> like it was that type of a game. It was just <laughs> my god, the levels are so below everyone else. Even Luton <laughs> has a better like yes. I've watched a couple of Luton games. They were bad and you can see the progress because I didn't catch Luton. They didn't play the playing tomorrow, I believe. 
Yes. I didn't play yet. But last week's result against Crystal Palace, they, they had some edge to them. Yes. But this is just... Uh, and I mean, the red card didn't help Sheffield United, but Sheffield United, look, they look like a championship side. Yes. This could have easily been, like, 13 months ago, the yeah. first place, Burnley, top of the championship, against Sheffield United, like, third in the championship, right? Yeah, yeah. There has been no elevation in their standards whatsoever. Whatsoever. There's been nothing. And then... On top of that, it's not like Burnley scored five goals because they were amazing, like silky smooth football. And they're, they're to say that they were on a bit a different level, they would be just like they they have their championships of the championship. Yes, exactly. And then Sheffield United is third. That would, would be the difference if they scored five against this team. But it's just because Sheffield United got a red card. It was two 0 Sheffield United kept themselves in there till the seventy seventh minute. And then they just conceded the third one, and then any hope that they would have yeah, collapse gone. That game could have switched on their head because they put in a striker. I don't know who it was, but he's this lengthy Peter Crouch looking type of guy, and he's just bad. He's like, I was like, <laughs> how are you a striker, man, in a Premier League? He was just bad. He, the, the ball doesn't like, stay at his feet. He's a lot all of all over the place, and he had the chance when it was two zero. He was one on one, and then he had a header, which he didn't realize, and then the game just like, turned. And the you third see, point, that's what happens. Sheffield, yeah, and then Sheffield United gave up the play, and then it was three, four, five. Yeah, and the game was done because Sheffield United gave up playing. Yeah, if entirely. they continued, it would have been two 0 with a red card. You'd be like, yeah, that's a championship level game. Yeah, I think Big Lev said it earlier. Is he doesn't like the managers who don't change their style? This is truly how I feel about both of these teams. For at least yeah. with Sheffield United, I think it's just quality. They just do not yeah. have enough quality. They don't have quality. I think if he could, he's trying his best. They just don't have the quality. But no. Burnley, he's not even trying. He's just trying suicide football with Burnley. Yeah. Yes, a hundred percent. I think it's gonna Burnley definitely. After watching this game, I'm uh, if like if Luton stay up, I can see why they did, and I hope it'll help them to stay on further in the Premier League. But these two, I don't see where they stay up from like what what are it going to come from because Sheffield United they need like a overhaul they need like five or six quality yes. Premier League players to even compete um, Burnley they just need a new manager I think you yeah I think they do <laughs> but I think Burnley's going to follow a full cycle I think they're going to get relegated with company and he's going to bring them back up and then that's his second chance and it's going to be one of those seasons where if he's not doing well in like two months in, they're going to fire him because he'll have had yeah. some chances by then. I think the next game was also relatively interesting. It was Nottingham Forest 0, Everton 1. I have to say, I know there was last week the the, the loss United, to Man United, United, which was, I think, really thanks to that bicycle kick by Garnacho. Yep. But Everton looked fantastic. Like They just looked like a solid unit, very solid win. They never looked particularly in danger. They looked very dangerous attacking. Like, they're ju they just look like they're going to survive, honestly speaking. No, they look like they're going to survive. And, and I cut the last minutes of the game, and Nottingham Forest tried to do something. They just couldn't because they looked very solid defensively. They didn't have a chance to get, get on goal. Uh, that's a good win for Everton. They needed that win. That win is going to help them bounce back. And I think they'll, they are going to be back to a certain level. I think they're not going to finish anywhere close to relegation zone. I still... Yeah, I agree. Just because of the quality that was back yes, there. exactly. And because like you have Crystal Palaces, who's... Crystal Palaces, man. Roy Hodgson, 17 years old. <laughs> like, the man needs to retire. He won, He retired. The Vieira project didn't work. And they're like, how oh, about you come back? Oh, yeah. Hey, it's working. Um, <laughs> mid-table is solid. But yeah, he, he is like the mid-table master. And I think Sean Dyche is better than him managerial-wise. Managerial and 
they're going to be up there with Crystal Palace. Yeah. No doubts about it. Yeah. No doubts about it. And Nottingham Forest as well, I think. I think they're so. They're going to be there. But Nottingham Forest need to start picking up some points. I'm like, guys, yep. some of these losses need to be draws, and some of these draws need to be win. And they have quality. They have, like, from the, the 10 minutes that I saw when they tried to muster an attack, they exactly. have a good center back that goes forward. They have Hudson Adoy, who's very good on the ball. Uh, they have Gibbs White, who's also really good on the ball and very athletic. So they have the quality. They just need to, like, it needs to translate into, into goals. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think the last game of the weekend. We saved for last, just to dull the emotions a little bit. Was um, the Orcs of Newcastle 1, uh, the losers of Man United 0. You sad, KG? You sad? <laughs> I'm not sad. I mean, I'm, you should be. I'm disappointed. I'm not sad. I'm, disappointed. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. So. Yeah, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. <laughs> just because, like, I don't know from where to start, but... Point one is that they looked, they looked like someone beat them up the day before, <laughs> and they just like showed up tired, like because there was no. They looked like passion. their wives. No. <laughs> awful, 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 awful. We do not approve. Oh, you know, not. That's why you don't see me supporting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, no, they just looked very tired. They, there wasn't, there was no edge to them. There was no creativity, apart from Bruno Fernandes. Uh, the midfield with Scott McTominay doesn't work. Like it just doesn't work. And like somebody sell the man already. Like he proved enough that he's worth thirty million. Can you sell him? No. Nope. And it's just, it's but just... he scores all those goals, man. <laughs> he scored. He's a top scorer because nobody else scores apparently. Yeah. Ah, and, don't you have this striker, Martial, who apparently likes to fight as his manager yeah, in the why, middle of a game? Can, can I just say that Martial needs to be sold? Like, we can all agree. Like, he, needs to, he, needs to be, he needs to have been gone five years ago. Yes, like, but his salary yeah. is more than some like La Liga teams combined. Like the entire salary for the whole Send team. Send him to Saudi Arabia, man. I don't know. Yeah. The thing is, the problem is, like, I couldn't believe they... Like, you know, I've been like supporting Ten Hag and saying like, firing him won't do anything. But you cannot be like... Oh yes, like this is problem, and then you start Martial. Like yeah. no, no, like you know there are some players out there who do not care about you, and once you're gone, Martial is probably one of them. And like, what yes. are you trying to achieve here? Like yes. now you look like an idiot. The players already look like idiots. I'm like, this is like you're in a terrible position where you have to sell all these players, but also kind of have to fire the manager now because he also does not inspire confidence. No. Yes, yes, I agree uh, 100%. It's just, Martial should have been gone five years ago. Yeah. Uh, he clearly doesn't care. You cannot fight with your manager. And so I'm not going to say for Eric Ten Hag, it's not that I'm calling his for his head. I'm not saying that he should be fired today. But the the narrative changed. So the, the previous spell when they were doing bad, I mean, they're not doing that bad. It's a, one, a draw and a loss. And then a couple and a couple of wins on the back. So overall, if you look on a record in a holistic sense, it's very good. It's very good. But the narrative changes here and now. I think every United fan now has this uh, a switch that happened in their head because now they can't. They can no longer protect him because of the choices that he made for this game specifically. Mm-hmm. The Galatasaray game uh, that was in midweek, they drew. They didn't hold their heads. Onana made a mistake. All of that. But going forward. There has been no questions from United. They've been amazing, especially in the last minutes of the game. And he put on Martial again. 
I partially think because Hoyun is not fit fully, he's still recovering. Uh, so and Martial didn't score a hundred percent chance. They had one of the last moments. He just didn't shoot. He decided to take do a fake, do a fake, do a fake, and then he shot one. Then the defender closed him all, closed him down, ricocheted off the off the defender to the goal. He's had. So Martial is just a bad striker. And then on top of that, you start him in the next game. Then you do a stupid decision by playing Luke Shaw as a left center back when you have Laurent and you have Lindelof fit on the bench. You play Scott McTominay and you leave Kobimaino dead in the water. And then you have Rashford who didn't play midweek and you play <laughs> on the right and he looks like he's been playing every day. And he he's looks playing. dead. He looks dead. He doesn't track back. He doesn't do anything forward. He doesn't like playing on the right. Sure, he doesn't like playing on the right. Don't start him on the right. Anthony had a good game in Galatasaray. It boggles my mind why he didn't start him in this game. So all of this now, when you already have the players, it's not like previously you could say, oh, he has a short bench. Like, you can't start Facundo Polistri. You don't have a center back. You don't have a left back. But you had Regulon. You could have played Regulon instead of Dolan. Fuck it. You want to play Shaw as center back? Play Shaw as center back, but play a left back at the left back position. You, the decisions that he made are don't make sense, and I think he's losing he's losing the players and he's losing the fans. So yeah, if the he whole the whole anything. the whole media everything it feels like this is I was texting this is the beginning of the end is what it felt yes. like for everybody involved. Yes, yes, yeah. it seems like it's this is where it turned. Like before that, fans were on his side and they were like, okay, the, the team is not good. The players are not the available players. Are not good. If we had Martinez, if we had this guy, if we had Shaw, if we had, now half of them are back. You can still muster a good team. Yeah. And you can make sure that they play cohesively. You can make sure that it boggles my mind. It boggles my mind. Martial had an on burst on the field and you still put him on in the second half. You didn't mention I, I would have yanked him off so fast when he did that to me. Yep. It's just, it's the, it's the beginning of the end. I think yeah. he's walking a tightrope. If he doesn't get his shit together, if he doesn't get the dressing room together, if they're playing midweek against Chelsea, and Chelsea is this back and forth now. They win one game, they lose one game. So it's not a guaranteed Chelsea win. I think they're close to each other yeah. in terms of form. But if in the in the midweek Rashford starts again, Martial starts again, Scott McTominay starts again, or Dalot starts as a left back again, you're going to get fired by, by January. Like, he's yeah. gone by January. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's and, it. and it's not because you lose away at Newcastle, which is a very tough game, but because your team is looks worse... And you have too much drama and you cannot do that when you've been given more year and more money and more support. And now it looks like you just can't figure it out yep. versus you just need time to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I, I want to say a couple things to note, though, about this game was both Newcastle and United had some truly youngsters on the field. Obviously, Kobe Mainu was there for United and I think Lewis Smiley was there for Newcastle. Yep. And they both... I was shocking. They both looked so composed on and off the ball. Like, Mena was stranded in the midfield trying to cover so much space with Rashford, yeah. with, with, sorry, with uh, Fernandez. They were covering truly half the field. Each yeah. they were covering. Impressive, I have to say. His confidence on the ball, his defensive instincts, his tracking. I was like, kid, this is not your fault. You're actually showing your colors. Like, yes. this could be something that's a positive that comes out of all this is that you find a gem within yeah. your academy, like a true, yeah. true midfielder. 
The only good thing that can happen after this is if, if any sort of change comes in terms of the club structure and they bring an actual director of football, they can give him a proper wage and grow him properly. Don't give him a fat paycheck exactly. immediately and don't let him forget and get his head in the clouds and he can become like gradually become a star. Because look at Rashford. Like, yes, exactly. He's, it, whoever says that oh, need, like finally the pundits had enough, like the Roy Keynes and the Jamie characters of the world. They, I don't know if you saw the segment they had. They went in quite hard on on Rashford because he's a local man. He's a local boy. He needs to bring like be an example of what it is to play for the club, which I 100% agree. But the problem with Rashford and the problem why he is like that is because he got a fat paycheck. Yeah. Last season, he was playing for his salary. He got that 10% raise that he wanted or 50% raise that he wanted. And now he's chilling. He doesn't <laughs> care what's going to happen because he is the face of Man United. They don't dare to touch me. Eric Tehan can be gone by December. I've seen it. For all of for all of Rashford's career, if you just look at the career trajectory, he's been around where the manager would get sacked. He's yep. never been around a stable manager. He came yep. in with Luis Van Gaal and now he's, well, he's his fourth manager. So they just cycle care. come in and in and out. Just but but that, that's just a, a symbol of the Man United as a whole structure yeah. weakness, honestly speaking. Um, yeah, interesting times, I have to say, with the Ten Hag, to be honest. We'll um, see what's going to happen with Chelsea in midweek. He can, he can also turn it around. If, if exactly. He, if he, he needs to make difficult decisions, and he's part of that same manager group that Big Love mentioned, that he's very stubborn in what he does. So he might as well put the same starting eleven. He did that at the beginning of his career. That would be for no. crazy. That would but... be crazy. I, even more crazy is that you don't play Varane. It's even <laughs> yeah, more... but the thing is, obviously him and Varane have fallen out. It's just not public. But it's yeah. I think it's just like clearly something has gone on between them. Yes, and it's you don't do it with with Varane. You play yeah. him on, you sell him later. You don't do it. You don't do it with Varane. Even if Harry Maguire is doing well. You just don't matter. do it. Yeah, Varane is a four-time Champions League winner. So, so. so he is he is walking the tightrope. We'll yeah. see. I think the Chelsea result is going to show. This is the next step. Whichever step he takes, the direction is going to go there. Yeah. I think two more games we should talk about was uh, the top of the league and the Bundesliga. Bayer Leverkusen won, Dortmund won. I will say, I, like, I watched this game. There's not much to say. Unbeaten run continues for Bayer Leverkusen, but it was just a very boring game, in all honesty. It seemed like both teams were tired from, from exactly. midweek. Exactly. Once again, these midweek games are really showing. It's just because I've seen quite a few Leverkusen games. They just had no energy whatsoever. Even the crowd felt flat, to be honest. I think the, the, the problem with the midweek games, in my honest opinion, is that there's a lot of midweek games, and then there's it's been like, it's not going to be like that, obviously, till the end of the year, but. Previously, it was international break. So as soon as they got to the rhythm of like, oh, we're going to play midweek as well, it would their stop. body got used to it, it yep. would stop. And that ruins the whole flow. And that's is just not good not good for the players. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think the more interesting game was actually in Syria, where Napoli lost again, 0-3 to three against Inter. Honestly, yeah. as bad as Napoli looked... Inter look just as good, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, a team that plays as a team versus clearly a team that had a defense, a midfield, and an attack that felt like they didn't know each other whatsoever. Napoli. What you want to say? Why it is that three 0 justifies the game? Oh, honestly, you, oh, the goals that Inter scored 
were such spectacular team goals where they were, some of them were transition goals, some of them were possession goals, one of them was a a counter-attack. Everything was just pure quality from Inter Milan. Chalhan Ozu's goal was amazing. It was, what a shot. It's like, it's unstoppable. Like, you can't cancel but the Barella pass to him, the fact that Barella yeah. obviously must have gotten a shot, but still the perfect, it's just, that's a team thing. Like any other midfielder yeah. could have taken the shot and said, oh my bad, I had a good angle. Instead, he gave it to yeah. the best long shooter, probably in international football, is Haka yeah. himself, right? So like, mm-hmm. truly stunning. The only weakness, honestly, was that Lotaro missed like three or four goals. He yeah, Lotaro was... Yeah, he was he, he was off this game. This game, Lotaro. He had a lot of chances where he's like, it's a team organized an opportunity for him to just take a shot, and then he would just cry. He has just, that in him. This, this he game has, was but just... he had he, this. He had cleaned it up this entire year. This is the first game, honestly, I've seen him do such bad mistakes. I was like, Lotaro, they are feeding you. You last week, yeah. you'd have scored two of these. Like, what is going? Yeah, yeah. but overall, if Napoli was that... better, you know, like, and those are the only chances they interpreted, it would have been. Like they would have lost this game because he didn't take his chances. Yeah, exactly. But I have yeah. to say, I feel I feel bad for uh, Kavara and Osimen. They look stranded on an island by themselves. Yeah. Yep. Napoli had a terrible summer, man. That's uh, why, because they they spent yeah. most of their money buying out uh, Simeone, who was kind of meh. Yeah. And then they lost like a good defender, didn't replace him. They that, just... the, the, his, his replacement made yeah. a stupid mistake for the third goal. Yeah. He was he just yeah. left the man stranded, didn't go. Oh yeah. Him. Just Both like, Juanesus and Nathan, I'm just yeah. they're such a step down from the yeah. usual. I, it's just, yep. but the problem is they still have this magic occasionally. Just yeah. they, they cannot transition from defense to attack. It's like you watch yeah. it and you just don't understand. I'm like, what is it? What that's so different that you are literally unable to string more than two passes in a row? Incohesiveness. But just a shout out, Barella's goals. I think oh, the best of the the line. best. What a goal! What Twinkle a goal feet. Yeah, yeah. It, True. But amazing. also, the cross for Martinez was intentional. Like, everything about yeah. it was planned. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I can't believe that they're competing with Juventus for, for the city. Yeah. It boggles my Juventus won Monza oh. again by a sheer football. magic. Like, Monza equalized on the 87th minute, and then they scored the second one on 90 plus three. And I was like, how do you score? Like, how is Juventus in it? They're so bad like they're so bad but they keep one nil to the juventus they just they keep win, pulling it out if they win Serie A, it's just gonna be the biggest oh team. no I, I think inter is just too strong honestly inter look in, in period they drew like, them less uh, yeah less but that game i watched it they were just neither team was really going for it they were playing for a draw uh, we'll we'll see well enough. I just hope it's not the Juventus Inter until, until the end of the year. Oh God, I hope so. Uh, um, I figured we would wrap up on a doing a Euros draw review of all the of all the teams, and mm-hmm. we'll talk about VR the week after because we have a slow week next week. Um, yeah. I figured, boys, we'll go through each group, and I would want your quick reaction to who you think goes top and like passes through. Um, so I'll read out the groups. Group A has Germany, Scotland, Hungary, and Switzerland. Thoughts. <laughs> Uh, but I think like Germany has to go through because they've been shit in the last few competitions. Yeah, it's only so far that people will be understanding before they go full on 
fucking invade France and do all the shit they did before. <laughs> so, so I'm going to say Germany and Switzerland, even though Scotland has been looking really good. Yeah. I'm going to go yeah. Germany. Like, Switzerland is, like, always just sneakily solid. well. Solid. Yeah, exactly. Solid and, like, organized and, like, have Sh- Shakiri and all the others. But know? Switzerland, I think they're... they're... Their team is aging and they don't have anyone new. They have Akanji, yeah, okay, good. But then yeah. they don't have anyone else going but forward. They never have anyone, like, even Shakiri is not really like no, someone. No, Shakiri there. was in his yeah. peak. Shakiri is yeah. now like a, a little fat man running around Chicago. Like, he's, uh, he's not. Uh, he's not. I, I think Switzerland finally, maybe this is where they. They're always, I agree with you, they're always tight and they always go through. And provide an amazing football. I just think they don't have not enough new blood, and a lot of time has passed for the uh, thing to age. I don't think Scotland is going to go through. Honestly, I don't I think Germany should, and I think Hungary is going to. People sleep on Hungary. They have oh, really, interesting, really good football. Really That's good interesting. Football. I have to be so, honest. I I'm with Big Lad. I think it's going to be Germany and Switzerland. I still think they have enough in the tank. No, well, one last see. year. We'll see. Um, only half a year left. One <laughs> last time, you gotta give it to me. Oh my gotta goodness! Gotta celebrate. Yeah. Uh, it's terrible. Uh, that's really good, actually. Group, group B: Spain, Croatia, Italy, and Albania. Albania, oh. top of the group. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You hear it here first. Mortgage yeah. your house, put all the money on Albania. Uh, <laughs> this is like an NFT. This is just a gambling. Yeah. Um, we agree. Good it has diamond. to be one of Spain, Croatia, Italy. But yeah. I, I'm going honestly, Spain and Italy. I think Croatia is done. Yeah, I same. think it's gonna be. I'm, I think it's gonna be Spain and Croatia just because Italy got in on te- on a technicality yeah, because the true. referees decided not to give them a penalty to Ukraine. Yeah, uh, and then usually you know the holders stay in the group. Uh, that, that that type of voodoo voodoo shit because they are the holders. I don't yeah. think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna do a two peat with with the way they've been playing, and their team is. It's a lot of young blood that nobody quite knows, and Barella, uh, and yeah, I think, I think Croatia may just may just sur- survive because they have a blend of good young players and older players. They just lack that striker position, but I yeah. think mid- their midfield is solid. I think still Kovac, Modric, Brozovic. Yeah, still, it's a very still quality can, team. Very honestly. quality team. I think yeah. they're going to edge it. Interesting. Um, oh, good call. All right. Group no. C, Slovenia, Denmark, Serbia, and England. Obviously, no. we might as well just say England plus one of them, right? England and Denmark. Not one of them. England. Denmark or Serbia. Serbia is also decent. Yeah, Serbia is also decent. They have Mitrovic. They have uh, Vlahovic. They have yeah. played 4-4-2 with Mitrovic and Vlahovic. Yeah. But they... Sometimes they lack quality in other places. Yeah, but how many of their players came back from the dead? Zero. <laughs> okay. You can't mess with the ghost power, bro. I don't Honestly. know if Ericsson's going to play even. I mean, if he's going to survive until... Yeah, oh, okay, so he's going to play for the clubs, but not his country? No, he's been, okay. he's been, very, he's been very injured. Already second time he's out injured. He's actually Which, just resting, honestly, but yeah. that's what he's doing. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think Slovenia has it in them. Not obviously. Not. Uh, Denmark has a good young squad, and they've been they've been good the last uh, last Euros, twenty twenty one. England obviously. Yeah, because power of ghosts, man. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I would go. Power I was. would agree. I would agree with Bill Leff. It's Denmark and England, but low key, I want England to stay in the group because they need to fire Southgate. Oh Honestly. my God, that would be the worst ending. Bro, yeah, yeah. Southgate. Yeah. <laughs> 
I've never seen someone ride the luck train so much. Dude, the best squad imaginable. And it's this not was... the luck train. It's not. So I just wanted to say it's not a luck train. It's calculated risk avoidance. Like it's <laughs> calculated. He play, He has the biggest talent in the world that could play a combined style of City, Liverpool, and Arsenal and be like this super machine that he can do because all of these star players are star players in their respective teams. So you know that they can play in those in that way. He just goes like, okay, I'm going to play five at the back, two defensive midfielders, we're not conceding a goal, and then Harry Kane is just going to score. Please, that, please that's Harry, the, go score. Yeah, please, Harry, go. So I, will, I hope he gets right because... You cannot, like, the sheer incompetence of being a manager. Terrorist oh football. God. He should go to the Pizza Cut commercial. <laughs> Terrorist football. Um, yeah. all right, let, let's do the next group, which is Group D is the playoff winners, and then Netherlands, Austria, France. I, I think we can all say it doesn't even matter who the playoff winner are. It's yeah. going to be France and Netherlands, probably. Bro, I would say yes, but the Netherlands have been so frustrating. Yeah. Like, the latest uh, generation of Dutch... Like they yeah. are like individually great players, and then like they kind of like they're eh when they yeah. play. Like they've been fine in like the playoffs. I think that yeah, but they're gonna Poland they're gonna pass the group, right? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like Poland could 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 you know? Sneak Poland, in there. Has been, Poland has been they've been really bad recently because Lewandowski's aged, and that was yeah their main output. And uh, but I yeah, don't know. Yeah. Who do you think is going to get out of the playoff wins? In- From like, Poland, Estonia, Wales, Finland, Estonia. Honestly, uh, I would say either Wales or Poland uh, are going to get through. I think the second it? Estonia will get out. <laughs> yes, I think the second Estonia is going to make it. I think they recently had a split. Yeah, North and South Estonia are banging around. So. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I think Poland, but Wales... No, I think Poland will probably... Yeah, I think Poland or Wales have the Wales, most quality. Yeah, Poland or Wales have the most quality in them. Yeah. Uh, whichever team is it, because they really are on the same same level. Yes. Uh, I don't think they're not... It's not the answer. I think it's uh, France with Kylian. Yeah, let's yeah see. I think so. Yeah, so Group E is Belgium, Slovakia, Romania, and then the playoff winners of Group B, which is Israel, Bosnia-Herzegovina, Ukraine, and Iceland. All, I have to be honest... All what is this group, bro? Very weak teams. Very weak. Yeah. Very weak. Even yeah. Gonna do, like, so let's do, I think, so in terms of playoffs, probably Ukraine edges. Everyone else yes, out there. I think so. Yeah. I agree. They should have already been in there, like, yeah. fucking bullshit. And then, yeah, probably Belgium is, like, clear. Yeah. Winner top of the group. They just, yeah. I would say Belgium and Ukraine. Yeah, I would, out of that I would agree with that as well. <laughs> yeah. I, I would go. I'm gonna go. Belgium and Slovakia are gonna edge it because Slovakia is also they have they have more quality than Slovenia. And, yeah, that's true. And, and their and their players they have uh, they have a good striker, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Interesting. Belgium is gonna get out of the group, but they're not gonna go. No, early. they're not gonna do well at all. Yeah, I they're think. Done. Yeah. Slovakia has something Sasa Kalajic, I think. If I'm oh not yeah, oh, good call. I, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think so. Because Slovenia has. Uh, what's it called? The other guy, who was Sesko. Oh, Matthew uh, Sesko. Yeah, yeah. So they all have like a up and coming Haaland desk uh, striker. Belgium's not gonna go further than out no. They're gonna go. No, no. After. I agree. But yeah, uh, uh, because of Ukraine and just exactly. I'm with you yeah. as well. And then the last group, which is Group F, uh, which is yeah. Turkey, Portugal, Czech Republic, and then the winner of Group C, which is. Georgia, Greece, Kazakhstan, and Luxembourg. Bro, Georgia top of the group. We're going all the way, baby. Uh, with the Ballon d'Or. We're winning at all that. 
Uh, uh, I think Georgia can can get out of that playoff. Yes, I think uh, they I can mean, too. I, I mean, Greece is the favorite probably, but yeah. other than that, Georgia could edge it. If it's Greece versus Turkey in Group F, that's going to be spicy. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. Spicy. That's going to be amazing. Big group spicy, bro. And also, it's, it, it, it's going to be the death group because it's Portugal, Czech Republic, or all, 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 all solid, uh, solid Czech Republic teams. Most of them play in the Bundesliga. I know, yeah. I've seen a couple of them. Uh, yeah. Patrick Schick is their strike. Oh, yeah. It's, solid. It's, a, it's a decent team. They have a solid... They, yeah, yeah, most of them play in the Bundesliga. So they have they have quality. Turkey yeah. also has quality. Yes. Uh, Portugal, obviously, has the yeah. biggest winer in the world. Um, <laughs> so who's whoever's going to go in the in terms of playoffs, both either... If it's Georgia or Kazakhstan, so it's 50% of the chance of the two teams, I'd be happy. I'd be supporting them. Yeah, uh, to be there, but um, realistically, yeah. Re- yeah, yeah, yeah. But realistically, out of that pot, it's gonna be Greece. They come, unfortunately. Yeah, if they come up, they're gonna pass. I think there's the shit yeah. house their way into another. Yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna sh- because they're they're just shit houses. But I think yeah. who's gonna win that group is tough Portugal. To yeah, <laughs> I definitely Portugal, Portugal should, but who's gonna be second? Nobody knows. No, no, Portugal's <laughs> yeah. obviously yeah. gonna win it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think uh, that's a that's a wrap for us as far as games are concerned. Um, next week we will talk about VAR. Do a quick prediction no. from here. Arsenal play. I don't want to do prediction. We haven't predicted a single thing right, man. <laughs> that that is, that is a good point. But uh, so I think Arsenal is obviously going to take that by four goals. That's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> Aston, Villa play, Aston Villa play Man City at home. Uh, uh, City is going to win, bro. They drew three straight. I think. You can only hope for so much. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, Brighton, Brentford. Brighton at home. Brighton. I think Brighton will finally edge it. The thing is, they're very tired, and Brentford yeah. doesn't play European games. So I think Brentford is going to be able to attack them, to be honest. United, Chelsea. United at home. Bro, it's like 2-2 or something. It's going to be one yeah. of those games. Yeah, it's going to be a, a very good game. I think it's going to be a draw. Something weird is going to happen again, like... One or two goals will be like so stupid that you're gonna be just like uh, out here raging again next week. Yes, one hundred. That's, that's exactly what's gonna happen. I don't happen. know how it's gonna finish, but my prediction is that you're gonna be bitching and moaning about something <laughs> next week. <laughs> and that's a wrap. I think it's good. I think yeah, you're definitely gonna go draw because we're the undrawables, zero yeah. draws in the league. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, honestly, imagine you finish the season with zero draws after thirty-eight games. That would be stunning. Yeah, what 15 wins and, and then a lot of losses. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. All right, I think that's a wrap. Um, we'll see you guys next week, and we will do two match days uh, reviewed together. Yeah, yeah. St- stay hydrated. Hit yeah. the gym. Games don't sleep. Games yes. don't sleep. Peace. Bye, guys. Bye.